Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Uh, hey, but I want to give a thank you to everybody that's listening right now. Hey, look, I want you to go to Tyrone or go to closingthewealthgap.net and hit that follow button. Okay, just do us a favor. Also, what I'd like for you to do is check out this website, tyronefrench.com. Go to that website and guess what? You're going to find all the content that you need. It's absolutely free. You have all my contact information. You can send me an email. You give me a phone call. I really need you guys to do that. Give me a call. Also, if you're just used to picking up the phone, uh, you know, give me a call. 877-296-5192. 877-296-5192. And I have a mobile app. If that's convenient for you, all you have to do is text Tyrone French at 3626 zero. I'll repeat it again. Text Tyrone French at 36260. Well, let's get to it. Uh, I have my announcer here, Mr. Paul Roberts, my good friend. Uh, Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you and cheers with my glass of soda here. Hey, there you go. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yes. I tell you, man, I am so excited about 2023. Before uh, you say that, I'm always telling people, listen to the show. And they say, what am I going to hear? I say, not only are you going to hear some different take on wealth strategies, you're going to hear the future. Mm. You are always saying something, and then you pointed out, or I pointed out, somebody, a listener points out, hey, you were talking about this six months ago, six weeks ago, six days ago. Yes. And I wonder... You know, I marvel maybe more than anything how you anticipate these. You say something, I say, oh, that's wild. And all of a sudden, three months later, everybody's talking about it here. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you'll see it in uh, the newspaper or the articles uh, on, on the Internet. They're, 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 you know, they're highlights now. Yeah. And it's just, Paul, it's just uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. <laughs> Us. And when you understand the cycles, you can just see that things are starting to repeat itself. It's starting this the cycle is starting to come back around. It's almost like somebody that doesn't believe in winter. Mm. They don't believe in winter. Mm. Not going to happen this year. Enough, they're going to see another winter. Right. So it doesn't matter whether you believe in winter or not. Winter or not, it's a cycle. It's going to happen. But it takes somebody who can see the big picture. Too many of us are in enmeshed, ingrained, caught up in the day-to-day detail, the BS, the baloney. I can't see the forest through the trees. All I see is obstacles in front of me. I can't stand back and say, oh, there's a way in and there's a way out. There's a group of trees. I can't, I'm not looking at it from a big picture. And I think, I think you've got that unique gift and that unique perspective. You not only look at it in a big picture, you look at it in a historical picture, like you're saying, trends and and you look at it a longer period of time than most of us do. But you know what it is, Paul? I have something that a lot of people in this country don't have. And well, you got me. That you got well, me. That's part of it. that's something most people don't. The name of the show is closing the wealth gap. <clears throat> yes. 
But what I have, I have financial freedom and time freedom. Amen. So what Big that time. does is gives me options. I'm, I'm able to look at options and opportunities um, with a micro, with a mic, with a magnifying glass. Yeah, or and under you, a microscope. You're not under the pressure to make the bill today. You're not under the uh, the pressure to you know working for somebody else. I got to show up and be here at three o'clock. So you have some time and some leisure, and you use that to sit back and take a perspective. I think you nailed right there the number one reason we all really want financial freedom. It's not to be lazy. Yeah, it's not it's not to be lazy, it's not to buy all this stuff. Not to know. own a it's, ton of it's stuff. It's to have the peace of mind. It's to be able yes. to just breathe and enjoy your grandkids Whew, boy. without Yeah. You know, and and to be able to to turn the heat on at night when it's cold and not have to worry about what the bill is going to look like at the end of the month. Right. It's and like the, going to the going to the grocery store and not worrying about what the number's going to be at the checkout counter. You got what you wanted. Right. But there's a there's a freedom in that, Paul. There is. And again, and it, for me, it wasn't it wasn't always that way. Yeah. I had to I had to learn this stuff. So now, you know, and I've I've read uh the books, you know, uh Think and Grow Rich, uh the uh, by Napoleon Hill. Right. Uh The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Um the the law of success again by Napoleon Hill. Um just just on and on and on. But my number the number one book that actually kind of like really I well, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. That's what got me on the right frequency. But it was the Bible. It was the Bible that <laughs> opened know. my eyes. The Bible like, what, 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 is what not a financial planner's guide. It's not filled with uh it has a wealth of information, but not about wealth. You would think that is that, but it's principles. You would think that it's not about finance, but the Bible talks about money um, more than it talks about salvation. Hmm. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and give unto God what is God, and reap and you shall sow. And yeah, no, you point it out all the time. The, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. You know, and people they'll read that and they'll think it's a religious term, but all it means is that the wickedness is somebody that's doing things wrong. Yeah. The unrighteous is somebody that's not doing it right. So the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Think about this. You got one person that they get paid and they spend every dime. Mm-hmm. You got somebody else, they get paid and they're saving 20, 30% of their income. Guess where the money is going to matriculate to? The person that's, that's doing it right. So wickedness in the Bible, all it means is that somebody's being disobedient. They're not following the principles. Wow. And, and we, so also, yeah. but based on that same that same thread of, of information or that idea, it says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And yet we seem to have a feeling, maybe I'm overstating this, but I'm a religious person. I'm a good Irish Catholic. I go to church, and there is a being poor is sort of a good thing, not having too much. You know, those rich people, they're greedy. They think of only themselves and whatnot. And so there's them, and then there's the rest of us. And I don't, I'm always struggling, and I don't have enough money to do this, and I don't have the options to give my kids or me or whatever here. But somehow, that's good because I don't I've have too much. I've never seen a pastor that said they have, a lot of, they have enough money. You know, we're not going to take a collection this month. We, we got yeah, enough. We're, we're recovered. Good. Thank you. We really I've did. Never that's seen true. That. That's true. So if it's not, if that mentality and that ideology is not coming from the pulpit, then why is it accepted in the pews? Yeah. 
because I think it was a, it was a sense that somehow faith was only for those who it's, uh, were poor. Well, I'm not going to get it in this life, but I'll get it in the next life. That's my comfort. Now, this life's going to be a struggle, but the next life I'm going to be. But how can that be true if you're a child of God and he owns everything? As a matter of fact, even that term God, I don't really like using God. I like using source. Mm-hmm. I like using creator because We're, that's who he is. Right. He's the creator. He's the source of everything. And, and so, and if we're supposed to be like God, if we're born in the image of God, then aren't we creators in some sense? Aren't we creators absolutely. of our own life, of our own absolutely. reality, of our own success? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a quote in that book that says, that based on what, what Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Abundantly. So he's saying, I want you to have abundance. Yeah. You see, a lot of times people get hooked up on the difference between prosper. And it, it words, that's why words are very, very important. People get hooked up on the term prosperity yes, or to prosper. The only thing prosper means, and look it up in the dictionary, but it means to succeed. To prosper means to succeed. And you've pointed out a number of times, too, the other one that we get caught up in is wealth. There is us, and then there's the wealthy, the 1%, the 5% or whatever. And they somehow live a more immoral life. They cut corners. They cheat people. They work too hard. They do... Or that's, that's what we tell ourselves. So right. that's a good thing. That's I, I really don't want to be those people because it's that's not a good life. It looks like a good life, but no, there's a, they're doing shady things and whatnot. But you're trying to say, but in between those two extremes is the rest of us and the most of us. And for wealthy just means just what you said, not having to struggle to having some sort of abundance. I bring in more this month than I need, so I can save it, I can invest it, I can pass it on to others. It well, doesn't mean, wealth doesn't mean wealth, piles of gold all over the place. Right. Wealth means having choices in your life, enough so that you you don't struggle day by day. And if if you are struggling day by day, then how can you give to others? How can you What it means contribute? is that you're, you, that struggle is giving you feedback. All it's telling you is that you're doing something wrong. Right. Just like you're sitting down taking an exam and you get an F on the exam. You know, everybody else had the same exam. It's just you did something. You didn't, the, you marked the answer incorrect. You went left when you should have gone right. Yeah. So again, what this show is designed to do is we're, we're about redefining wealth for yes. everyday people. There you go. We're redefining that term. Because I'm going to tell you another secret. Okay. Um, you have a lot of wealthy people out there. And I'm t- when I say wealthy, I mean the top 4%. You have right. the top one percentile. Right. Um, then you have, which is broken down in different categories. But when I talk about wealthy people, I'm talking about the, the top 4%. And then you have which the, the 1%, the 4% makes up the 5%. Then you have the other 95%. Right. Oh, you got a lot of wealthy people out there that don't have a whole lot of savings. Can I give you they an example? They don't have a whole lot. The 95% thinks that you have to accumulate a whole lot of savings, even your 401k. That's not an investment plan. It's a savings plan. So they think that they have to have all this money in savings when wealthy people don't do that because of monetary devaluation and inflation. So can so I give you an example on? of that? Uh, I met a wealthy person the other day, and if I brought him on the show, you'd say, <laughs> a wealthy person. I met a guy came out to my house because we needed had some broken tiles and some other stuff. We okay. needed some tile work done. Okay, I'd put it off, but it was time. New year, got to get it fixed. The tiles broken. Looks like hell. 
you know, we live in a nice house. We've got to maintain it. Yeah. And so got to get some tile work done. Not the most expensive, exotic, exciting thing I've ever done. I didn't put a pool in the backyard or something. It's just I got to get okay. some tile fixed. And this young Hispanic guy comes out, and he's tattooed up, and he's bulked up. And I'm thinking, okay, it's the kind of guy I'm sorry to say I expect to see doing tile work, right? Lower working class kind of guy. And he's got his own business, a couple man shop here, and he puts tile work in. And he starts. So you're saying your bias creeped up. My bias creeped up. Not just okay. not just because he's Hispanic, but I'm thinking tile work. This is you know this is the lower. These are the hardworking. I'm expecting this guy you know lives paycheck to paycheck. This guy's a wealthy man. He's wealthier than I am. Why? Mm. Because he starts, and he's, he's fascinating. He just starts talking to me. So what do you do, sir? And uh, what are you doing? How, what's that like? And he's asking me questions. Does he own the business? He owns the business, yes. Okay. And he starts asking me, and he starts telling me. success leaves clues. So I'm just going, I'm, just, yes. I'm listening to you. And he starts telling me all the stuff, how he built this business, and he started this business with nothing, and now he's got a bunch of guys working for him, and he's doing tile work. And he starts dropping some bigger names. I do this house. I've done this house. Okay, this is a bigger business than I think it is. And he starts questioning me about, because, you know, I, I live in a nice neighborhood, and he says, everybody I go to, I'm always asking them questions. Well, how did you get there? What did you do? And everything. I'm trying to learn from everybody. I said, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. Started working when I was, you know, 12, putting tile in for other people, and eventually started, and I got my own little business. And I, the more I was fascinated, I talked to him uh, probably the whole hour because he had another guy working there. This guy owns his truck outright. Yes. He owns his business outright. He owns a couple rental homes outright, uh, on and on and on. And he starts saying, you know, he said, this may sound, he keeps calling me sir like I'm some old guy or something. Here, This might sound crazy, sir, but uh, someday I'm going to own an airplane. And, and he said, I just yes. put a picture of up and I'm just, maybe I'm nuts. My friends say I grew up in a tough neighborhood. None of my friends own anything. I own a truck. I own a business. I own a couple of my house and a couple of the rental houses. And blah, 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 blah. I'm going to own an airplane. I don't know why, but I'm going to own an airplane someday here. And I'm looking at this guy and I said, sir, I said, you're a wealthier man than I am. You're a smarter man than I am. And, and I almost said to him, and I didn't think so when you walked in the door. I prejudged you. <laughs> you did what I didn't do. You saved, you worked hard, you saved every nickel, you're still living in the same, you didn't go blow it, you didn't go out and party it, you didn't do all this other stuff. Right. When I was, yeah. and he's young, he's probably in his, maybe he's 40, to me that's young. Uh, and I said, when I was 30 and 40, if I got more money, how much, can, what can I have on the credit card? How much can I rent the house? How much can I rent right. the car? How much can I, how much? Hey, Paul, but let me, let me jump in here because there's this one thing that you, I want to, there's a book called The Millionaire ne Next Door. I've seen that, the yes. The Millionaire Next Door. You just described this is him. that book to a T. He's him. It's him. And so, But it's the same story as these narratives where, you know, uh, and we talk about this all the time, that, you know, start your own business. It, take that hobby that you have and turn it into a business. If you don't, if you don't think that you uh, are capable of owning your own business outright, starting it from, from the scratch, uh, join a network marketing company. Get the principles. Get all the tools that you need. You may not make any money in that network marketing business the first year, maybe not in the second year. But because you are a home business owner, you're now you're opening yourself up to tax advantages and benefits that you didn't have before. And you're learning how to run. And this guy's self-taught. He didn't go to school. He doesn't have a college degree. He doesn't have a finance degree or whatever. He's self-taught. And he's curious. 
Again. He, he's asking me. He's asking me questions. He says, I do this with everybody I go. This is how I learn. This is how I've done this. And then he applies that stuff. Yes. And so even we mentioned the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. A lot of people have read Think and Grow Rich, but they really don't understand what Napoleon Hill is saying, because what he's saying is that education, that word educo is to draw out. Mm. So it's not about if you have a high school diploma. It's not about if you have a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD. All of those things, you need those things if you want to be a professional. Right. But to start a business, Henry Ford, Henry Ford ended up going to court and they were trying to prove that he was illiterate. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, he went to court because they were trying to justify him as an illiterate, illiterate man. And what he said, he floored uh, the courtroom. He said, all the things they wanted him to to quote and memorize all these names and dates about the Civil War and yada, right. yada, yada. He said, why would I clutter my mind with all of those facts and figures that mean nothing, nothing to me when on my desk I have a switchboard and all I have to do is push a button and have the expert in that field come in and explain to me what I need to know. So Henry Ford, again, at the time, he understood what power was what real power is today. And power is organized effort. You may not know how to do something, but you, you use the synergy to, to, to bridge that gap and to close that gap. I'll give an example. Um, Henry Ford made a lot of money for Thomas Edison just based on the automobile. Hmm. And the big three at that time, it was Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, and Harry Firestone. Harvey Firestone. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sorry, Harvey Firestone. Exactly. Right. The, the tires, right. Rubber. The tires. Exactly. If you look at McDonald's, even the people, Ray Kroc, when he began to franchise McDonald's, even the people that made the salt and pepper packets became multimillionaires. Yeah, Selling salt and pepper right. or ketchup, uh, having that synergy with Heinz. So again, it, it, success, it, it, it leaves clues. So you don't have to have the quote unquote uh, all the college degrees and all of those things. You just have to have a will to do it, a will and a, a desire to solve. But I'll go problem. one step further, and it's what your show's all about and what you're all about. What I think you get frustrated when people listen to the show that they don't have the same curiosity. Well, how does that work? Why does that work that way? Well, what's what's the mechanism here? Why 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 are these people rich and these people aren't? Why why how is this just you're always trying to ask well, what if? What, what, I'm, what? Used to, it used to really bother me that it's almost like why why would somebody want to build a house and not add the roof? That just that just didn't make any sense to me. But when I what I understood is that these principles and these laws, they, they resonate at a certain frequency. And a lot of people, they're just not on that frequency at that time. They're on the wrong channel. They got, they got the radio dial on the wrong channel here. So just based on repetition, as long as they listen to this show over and over and over and over again, eventually they'll begin to believe it. And eventually they'll begin to act out on that belief. And yeah. eventually the things that they want will begin to manifest. And then they will see themselves as that creator of their life. Right. So it's to me, it's just it's a journey. And all I'm doing is providing a service 
and, and solving problems. And I'm being compensated for the service that I offer and the problems that I solve. Well, this guy, I should have him come on your show because he epitomizes everything that you are and that you preach and teach. Simple, basic truths. Um, pay off your debt. Invest in yourself. Make your money work for you and not for somebody else. And be curious and ask other people, mentors, people around you, uh, podcasts, uh, stuff. He's educating himself all the time. He's learning all the time. I would love to have him on the show. But also, one one thing I am going to clarify, Dave Ramsey tells everybody to get out of debt, pay off your debt. Right. And, And I get that. But if everybody paid off their debt, Paul, the economy would come to a screeching halt. Well, that's true because there, there'd be – we need that right. credit, that float, that uh, that borrowing. Exactly. Everything – we live in a debt society. Even even that dollar you have in your pocket is a debt instrument. Yeah. What I tell people to do is to manage your debt, to right. have it at a certain percentage. Right. So if you have a debt ratio of around 20%, uh, 25 even 30%, uh, you don't want to have it higher than 30%, but but again, keeping it around 20%, you can still function right. because you still need credit in order to, to, to leverage yourself to do some of the things that you need to do if you're in that 95%. That's true, too. And if you pay off everything, my, my late aunt used to pay off everything immediately, and she had no credit. She was always astonished when she'd go buy a car. I haven't owed a bill in 20 years. Exactly. Well, she had no credit history. Exactly. Right. She's never. It wasn't being documented. Right, because yes. she'd get it, she'd pay it off. She'd save the money, and she'd go buy it. And she uh, that was the World War II uh, Depression era mentality. Well, anyway, I just yeah. I had to mention that you brought it up. This There are people all around who are living the principles you are, and they're not well-educated, well-off, uh, well-heeled, uh, uh, from the right families with the right connections and the right uh, start of life. There are people like that, certainly. But this idea that ordinary people can be wealthy can have more than they need, can have some financial freedom and security, have choices in their life, this young guy epitomizes hey, that. And I'll dreams. drop another truth, bomb, another truth bomb on you. Okay. Most majority of wealthy people uh, are first-generation wealth. Their, That's their, probably their, true. Their, fam- their parents and family was not wealthy, and a lot of them don't have college degrees. Bill That's Gates. Bill Gates doesn't have a college degree. He quit Harvard. <laughs> Harvard, the number one school in the nation. He quit to go start Microsoft. And, but here's the thing, man. It, it's almost like some people. It's like they're working harder and harder and harder to dig a ditch. That's actually going to turn into a grave for them. Yeah. Because they're going to work harder and harder and harder on digging this ditch, and they're not going to even have the energy to get out. Yeah. And so that's how our economy can overwhelm certain individuals. What I'm telling people is that you need to understand how to play this game and how to play it well. So it's like even the title of this show, we're, we're talking about the emergence of digital bank currencies and what's going to happen. And we, we in, it, uh, in prior shows, we we're talking about, you know, uh, positioning yourself to whereas you're, you're, you're actually buying precious metals. Right. Because. Those metals, in my opinion, the value of those metals are going to go through the roof. Even if you look at uh, the dollar is fiat currency, but the reason the dollar is the is the is the uh, is the world currency, okay? But uh, the oil is tied to the dollar, and again, the dollar is the reserve currency, but oil is tied to the dollar. You can't buy oil. And anything else but dollars. So even even, even with, if you look at what's going on with Russia right now and the war in Ukraine and all the sanctions that we're putting on Russia, 
a lot of people don't understand why it's so significant or the significance of Russia saying that we're going to start trading our barrel of oil for gold. Mm, I didn't see that. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, yeah, what they're saying is that we want to, uh, a barrel of oil is going to be equivalent to a gram of uh, a gram of gold, one gram of gold. And so what does that do to that gold? It begins to increase the value of it. And hmm. so as we go to a digital system, and I believe that it's going to be backed by precious metals, there's only so much precious metals. So what you have to do is increase the value of it. And now you're going to start hearing that in the media where things are going to start happening, where the value of these precious metals are going to start going up. And what I'm telling people now is right now they're at a discount. The, the wealthy and the rich are keeping these prices as low as possible because why? They're buying it up. Mm-hmm. And don't take my word for it. Just Google and see. Look at all the countries just buying up all the precious metals right now. Look at all the central banks. China, China particularly is trying to buy up every – partly because they don't have a lot of copper and gold and silver and other things. So they're trying to control it in other countries partly for production, but you're saying also to control the future of the economy. That's why they're currency. doing a lot of business in Africa right now. Africa, exactly. Huge yes. business in Africa, China. Yes. So some people, again, they some people understand what's going on, and they can read this, the tea leaves, meaning that they see the cycles as far as what's going on, as far as the predictions. But for other people that are just struggling and trying to make a living, their head is down, and that's all they're trying to do is trying to pay their bills. And so they don't see what's coming. So that's why it takes somebody like me to get on this show and to say, you know, hold your head up, wake up, listen to this information because you want to position yourself to whereas it doesn't matter how much money you make. What matters is how much you keep. And it doesn't, and Paul, it doesn't matter. How say much that money again, because we all think it's about making more. And I know many people who friends of mine or people I've worked with make a lot more than I do. And they're always in trouble. They're always in debt because they spend more. They it's make more you, and they spend more. That's right. But it's not only is how much you keep, but it's also how you it's it's about how you earn the money as well. How is it being earned? Right. Are you trading time for money or are you using income producing assets to generate the income for you? Big, I big wish somebody had explained to that to me um, in my sixties, forty years ago when I was in my twenties. It was about getting a job. It was not about creating income-producing assets. Nobody ever talked about even life insurance or owning a house or owning a business or owning uh, gold or owning any of that stuff. Nobody, my right. dad, nobody, my friends, nobody, right. the media, get a job and then get a job that pays you more and get a raise and then get a job that pays you more. It was just right. about working your way up to get more and more and more. But the problem is, as you move up, I can't stay in this house, can't stay in this neighborhood. I, I got too many kids now. I got to move. Bigger houses, right? Yes, it's it's a it's a never ending cycle if you don't know how to play this game. And so the name the name of the game, Paul, is who and who's indebted to whom? Yeah, who's indebted to whom? Because those are the ones that are that are that have the cash flow. They're the ones that are controlling it. Yes. Well, I so, I know we didn't quite go into the depth of what you wanted to do. I'm sorry, but if this is a new year and we're looking ahead at what's coming here, and I just want to tell you, you're always ahead of the curve. And there are people out there I'm running into, I'm noticing a more and more ordinary, everyday people with ordinary wealth who are following yeah. the principles, whether they know it or not, that you're preaching and teaching. And all we're doing is redefining that wealth based on, because most people don't see themselves wealthy. No. And what I'm telling them is that at, you are absolutely wealthy. You just need to start, you just need to 
realign or or remat or to manage your finances to whereas you understand that you're running an economy, that you're running an economy, income and expenses, assets and liabilities. And most people never look at the asset column. And I'm telling people in order to be financially literate, you have to understand the asset column. Income, expense and liabilities don't this, get you there. This kid got it. Uh, I don't think he thought of himself as wealthy. I told him, I said, you're a wealthier man than I am. He looked shocked. Cause I'm in a nice house, you know, got a nice car. And I said, you're wealthier than I am. I'll tell you what, bring, have him come on. But but again, we're kind of winding down. So yeah, this is no, what I'm I sorry. Want people to do. I want you to go to closingthewellgap.net. You know, hit that follow button. It's very important that you, that you follow this show. I also want you to go to tyronefrench.com. Check out some of our resources. There's a, there's a tab on there that talks about services. We have videos on there. We have calculators on there. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to give a shout out to this uh, book club called Online Book Club. They have over 5 million members mm-hmm. and they reviewed my book and gave me a five-star rating. Woohoo! There you and go. one of the, the guys that reviewed my book um, actually mentioned in the, in the, in the paragraph that he was rating how that my book was excellent, but he said, there's a free financial plan. He went and checked out the financial plan and became a client. Wow, so the reviewer? This, it This stuff works. Yeah. I, I'll give you another example. Um, my business has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, the investigator that was investigating my business uh, became a client. True story. <laughs> so crazy. this what I'm saying, you have a resource. A lot of this stuff is free. Yeah. F-R-E-E. All you got to do is check it out, start applying it, and then give me a call. Shoot me an email, send me a text message, whatever, and I'll walk you through this process. I'll coach you through and get you to the next level. And we're going to just take it. You don't have to worry about trying to eat the entire elephant. We're just going to take one bite at a time. That's the way you do it. Point A to point Z. Well, I thought this was a nice start to the new year, a new discussion just to kind of review why people tune into the show and the basic principles and where they come from and the fact that you, there's a coach who sees the big picture and can turn it into tangible bite-sized pieces as simple as biblical wisdom here, folks, basic principles, time-tested truths, and can teach all of us the stuff that there are, that we all need to know. Man, Paul, I, I just, I live for this. I love what I do. I, I love what I do and I do what I love. But, yeah. but one thing I want to leave, I want you to remember this. Okay. My audience to remember this. It's not about how much income you earn. It's all about how you earn your income. Yes. Okay. With that, we'll we'll call it a day and we'll see you next time right here. That's our show for this week. Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.